So we'll start with Dvarim Shav Melchon Nafash, and then we will, if you have time, we'll go into Friday afternoon mode. Rabbi Biyan Ma'atim. Rabbi Biyan Ma'atim. Seems like it's a nace, right? The many in the hands of the few. The Beisio Yosef's Kasha, what's the nace on the first night? the Indian of the Arhaganas. And the reason why we're talking about this, one of the sudden which we had not to say Chabur today was because, you know, we pretty much touched Sif Seichin. Well, we didn't read every single word and we didn't get through the rest of the Sefer, but the, uh, the second half of the Sefer is really Kavanas, like we said before. And like we said, maybe next year, Mr. Shem, after we all go to the Mikvah, we'll be able to discuss it. The Nase of Hanukkah, the Ace of Hanukkah, the Argonus, Rabbi Armiatin. So, the two of the Naseas is Or. It's Or. It didn't have to be that way because the Pashtas, the Nase of the Mohamma, the Nitzachan of the Chashbonim against the Avanim, was the Siba of the, the Yantiv, Machara, not the finding of the Pach. And even if it has a lot to do with the finding of the Pach Shemen, it's not directly connected to the Mitzachan or the Machama. It didn't have to be that way. In fact, the Pimagadam understands that the Teretz, the Kasha, the Beisiyosif, what's the miracle on the first night? That's the Tev of Shemen, is to light. He explains that you're right. It's not a Zecher to the Nase of the Shemen, because there's no Nase. It's a Zecher to the Mitzachan of the Machama. So we do recall it. But what's the connection between Orn and the Nitzachan against Yavan? So Chazal hit it on the head, of course, as always. As Chazal say, Divrei Torah, Anim b'makom echad, v'ashirin b'makom The Divrei Torah, they are poor in one place, but they're rich in other places. And Chazal are telling us that in order to understand the codes and the secrets of Divrei Chazal, person has to have somewhat of a breadth of knowledge to be able to make connections between Chazal here and Chazal there. And the Maral explains why that is. Because when Bnei Yisrael went into Galus, we became scattered. And because Bnei Yisrael and Torah are one, going into Galus means that Bnei Yisrael are scattered and the Torah is also scattered. And that's why we don't find any halacha in Taira without a machlokis as well. Because it represents the division due to Gullus. And the divide in Klaisal is the divide in Taira also. And that's why Rabbi Kiva said, And as a Ksav Seifer and others learn, is that Klaagadu Taira doesn't just mean it's a Klaagadu in Taira, it means it's a Klaagadu in Limit HaTaira. Why is Vihaftadarechakamachi central to Limit HaTaira? Because Torah and Klai Yisrael are one. And if there's unity within Klai Yisrael, then there's unity in Torah. And if a person feels like he's one with the rest of Klai Yisrael, so to him, Torah becomes Echad. And he's able to understand Torah. So Vihatavich is not just a component in Ben Adam Machavero, it's the key ingredient to Hatzlacha in Limanat Torah. 
And who better to know that than Rabbi Akiva, who the Ari says, he's the Av of all Torah Shabal Peh. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was told he's going to bring down the Torah, he says, why are you giving it to me? Give it to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva eclipsed Moshe Rabbeinu in a certain way. The Ari explains, Moshe is the Av of Torah Shabal Sav, and Rabbi Akiva is the Av of Torah Shabal Peh. As the Gemara tells us, that all of the different channels of Torah Shabbat Peh, they all flow through Rabbi Akiva, his great Talmidim. And Rabbi Akiva, if we want to know the secret ingredient to his Hatzlacha, he tells us, If you want to know how I became the Av Torah Shabbat because I embodied Rabbi That was his mantra, that's what he lived by. And through that he became the greatest Tana. Although he wasn't the first Tana, nor the last Tana, he was the greatest Tana. Where, where are we holding? How do we get here? Lighting the candles. Why the, the answer to Beisiakov's question? Okay. First night of the. Uh, oh, the Beitoyer and Yimakamecha, Shimakamecha. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Chayshach zu Yavan. So Chazal tell us that Chayshach represents Yavan. And that's the Pesach to understanding why the victory against Yavan which represents Choshech, which is similar to Choshech, if that's the case, the victory has to be or. That what took place in the battle of the Chashmanaim against Yavan was the relationship between or and Choshech. Hence, in the aftermath of the victory, they chanced upon oil, which is the union of or. Not just a regular or. We know already what this or is. And this goes hand in hand with the whole tzura of the victory against the Chashmanayim, of the Chashman against the Yavanim. Everything which took place in that Melchama, quote-unquote, and everything which Yavan represents, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the nace of the Pach Shemim, was touching up everything. It was just like, it's a picture which speaks a thousand words. The finding of the Pach and the lighting of the Naira was a Baruch Hu's way of telling B'nai Yisrael, if you want to know what just took place, this is the Taich. This is the Torah al Peh of what took place in the Torah Shev Achsav of the Nase of us versus the Yavon. So what's that? How does that connect to the Tzur of the Nase, which is the Tzmeim B'yat Tahirim, Yishayim B'yat Tzadikim, Rabbim B'yat Ma'atim, Zeidim B'yat Oiske Tara Secha, so it goes like this. There's two ways to make a machama. One is to fight it out, mamish, and the other is not to engage in combat at all. To be victorious without having to wage war. We're only familiar with the first part, which is we have to wage war, make a mochama in order to win. Pick up the sword, pick up the weapons, go out to fight, it's going to be bloody, somebody's going to win. However, the way to win in a way where you don't have to make a mochama is through a dimyon of or and chayshach. We know or and chayshach are adversaries. Or and chayshach, they're opposites of each other. That in the same way, fire and water extinguish each other. Or and Chayshech, 
They also, one will triumph over the other. There's a difference though between Maim and Eish and Or and Chayshech. That is that Maim and Eish do battle with each other. It gets loud, it gets intense. When the fire starts to get put out, it makes a sizzling noise and then the, 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 the mime starts to bubble and you see, you see the melchama, you see the fight. Or in Chayshech, there's no, there's no blood, there's no harm, there's no hurt, it's just, or puts out the Chayshech. It's smooth, it's calm, it's silky, it's great. These are the two layers of melchama. The fight that B'nai Yisrael had against the Yavan, the fact that the Kodesh Baruch Hu Chazal Taish and Torah Peh, that Chayshech is Yavan, tells us that B'nai Yisrael is Or, and the battle between Klai Yisrael and the Yavanim was one of Or versus Chayshech. How was it that the Rabbim fell into the hands of the Matim? Doesn't that seem to be a nace? Defy Teva? The answer is no. Because the Teva of Chayshech is that it loses to Or. What if there's a lot, a lot of Chayshech? And there's just a little bit of or. What's going to happen? The or will defeat the chayshach. It's not possible for the chayshach to defeat the or. It's not even a melchama. It's not a melchama. It's automatic. It's the teva of or to defeat chayshach. If you want to know why it is that the Yavanim were defeated by just a handful of chashmanayim, because the Yavanim represented chayshach and the Chashmanayim represented Or. And there wasn't a Melchama. And contrary to what we think, even if it's painted out to be, that there were big warriors in this, uh, chopping off heads, no, it wasn't like that at all. Not like that at all. These are the Kohana, they didn't know anything about it. They didn't know anything about it. It's like Chazal said about David Amalek, when he went out to war, he was Machavin, the site of the Menorah, the Chidah says. His shield, some say that his shield had a Magin David on it, but others say, no, it was called the Magin David, but it didn't have a Magin David on it, and it had the Menorah on it. And it could be in the shape of the Magin David. But it had a Menorah on it, and Chida says, he was machaving the sight of the Menorah. He went out to war, and they just dropped dead in front of him. That's Or versus Chayshach. That's what David Melech says. Ani Shalom. I am a man of peace. When I speak, they go out to war against me. David doesn't say, I go out to war against them. He says, I'm Shalom. I'm Shalom. They're Milchama, but I'm Shalom. I mean, the Chayshach comes with a, with, a, with, with, and, and coming with a big rage, ready to fight against the Or. As soon as it comes in contact with the Or, it's smooth. No Milchama. That's David Amal. There's so much here that we can, I mean... Yeah, this is your soy this mamish. It's 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 dvarim shutim, but it's it's dvarim soydim on my because it just has to you just have to put the sugi together. That's really what it is. It's the or versus the chayshich. That's why near Hanukkah has two dimensions. There's the maim and the ish, and then there's the or and the chayshich. On the one hand, a candle also gives off an ish, but that's not what we're in for. We want the or versus the chayshich, not the ish versus the maim. Or the, the mitzvah is about near Torah, near mitzvah of Torah are. That's what this is about. Not about Eish HaTorah. It's not about Eish. And that's why you can't be Yodzi with an Eish. You can't have a bonfire. You can't have a torch. It needs to be a near. Because you're not allowed to have an Eish. 
Because this is not the victory of the Eshat Torah. This is the victory of the Or Shatayr. Because when you take a look at at Maisabereshis before the Or was created, which is the very first creation which the Torah speaks about, there were only two, maybe three things which the Torah mentions which were not part of creation, seemingly. And that's what? Mayim and Chayshech. What goes against Mayim and Chayshech is Or and Esh. That Or was a revelation of Or and also Esh, which is why on the next day, which is Yom Sheni, Hashem created Shemayim, because Shemayim, Chazal says, Esh and Mayim. So this provided the substance, the substance, the Hainu Or and Esh, from which Shemayim would be created. But the Torah doesn't mention Esh, it only mentions the Or. Because the Esh was only a Tzah of the Or. And in fact, that Esh was only revealed through Adam HaRishon on Moetzei Shabbos. Which is really like already Sunday. Because since Or was created on Sunday, so the Esh was also created on Sunday. It was just created on the back end of Sunday, the hind of the next Sunday, which is day 8 of creation, which by the way, the 8th day represents Hanukkah, which is Sunday. It's the second Sunday, and that's the day that Esh and Or was created. Hence, the Nase of Hanukkah is 8 days long, because Or and Esh were created on day 1 and day 8. And that's really connects to the Machlokas Beis Shammai Beis Hillel, whether we, that we do all eight candles on the first day or on the eighth day, because it depends whether you're focusing on Or or Esh. But it's a Malchama of Or versus Chayshach. And this, by the way, is the difference between Netzach and Hod. Now that we're a little bit familiar with Netzach and Hod, the difference between Netzach and Hod is that Netzach is a victory. It represents a battle which is taking place. Netzach means if you're standing in my way, I'm going to run you over, and even if it's going to hurt, I'm taking you down. Hod is the opposite of that. Hod means hachna. It means to back off. It means to humble oneself. It's the or which comes from humility. That's why the word or in the Torah can be called hod. Like it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, he had karne hod. It's interesting that Moshe was Netzach. Oh, so really Netzach and hod go, go together. The essence of Netzach is really hod. That's right. And, essence, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu was a person who, who, who was rooted in Netzach, but he worked on himself, he was mashed himself so much that he revealed the Kayach HaHoyd of the Netzach. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was the Anami Kol Adam, and he also has Karnei Hod. Moshe's Teva was Esh. The Swaram say Esh Lohet, which means a burning fire, is Gemachu Moshe. That was his Teva. But he, he, he worked on this Esh to become an Or. This is where you find like Bait Sadikim. Like they, in, the, in the beginning of their youth, they're like, they're like burning hot with their kanas. You know, he says that in his early years, he was a big kanai. He's told me recently, I'm a big kanai by nature. You know, big kanai. I, I'm only here three years, so those who were earlier, they saw the, you know, fire. Of, he's still fire. He's still ish kailish. But, you know, when a, when a tzaddik matures, so then that ish becomes an or. And even though you could still be, you still have, you can still shine, you can still be very hot, but it, it, it gives a warmth. It doesn't hurt. You're able to accomplish the same thing and even better when it's or. It's like the advantage of a flashlight versus a candle. Right? There's, nothing be- there's nothing that a candle has over a flashlight. Nothing. That's just why when it comes to B'dikas Chame, so we don't use candles anymore. We use, you go around with the minigas with the candle, but then when you have to get to, to business, you have to start actually looking for Chame. So you, take out the, you take out the flashlight. Okay? You don't do it with a, with a, with a candle anymore. Right? Sfarim also the use last night? No, candles. Yeah. 
Fire of Svard. We're using a candle. Did you burn the house down? Roger says use a candle. We're using a candle. That's the Amuna. Amuna Sadiqa. That's Natsach versus Haid. And you know what? When you become really stubborn, like the Chayshach of Yavon was, Chazal said that they were the most brazen of the Muslim, the brazen, the Azazpanim of the Yavanim. If the Chayshach gets really bold, and they're like, we're coming with the, with the, the biggest, the biggest best which we have, which is a really intense Chayshach, Vayomesh Chayshach, and then you have a little bit of ore, you know what happens? An ore shines even brighter in the thicker darkness. Almost like an ace doesn't work in a darkness. Someone feels that the H doesn't work in, in, in darkness. It's the or that works in darkness. That's true. That's true. Huh? I don't get it. I mean, in, oh, the difference between an or and an H is that, is that the H is trying to wage battle with the Chayshach. That's the problem. Yeah. It doesn't have the smooth like penetration through the Chayshach. No, it's not shalom. Right. That's the thing. It's, it's raging a war. An H is on fire of war. It's like, it's like come at me. Whatever you are, I'm going to turn you into Afer. That's, what it, that, that's the language of the Aish. But because of that, an Aish won't shine as far as an Or does because it's concentrated in one place and it's like, come into me and I'll take you over. Or it's like, I'm going to you, I'm going to keep going and going and going. As far as I can go, I'm going to go. And the thicker the darkness, the greater the Or. And because the darkness of Yavon was so thick, that's why it was Naskal of the It wasn't that B'nai Yisrael was Eichet of It's because the Yavonim, they paved the path towards the Aragonis. Because they came with such a thick Chayshach, they cre- when Hashem brought down the light, when it came into this world, it was Nizgala as the Or This is the, really the tour into how every single Yeshua works, is that the Sitra Acher creates the environment in what becomes revealed. They create the backdrop, they set the stage for what type of Or is going to be Nizgala. Pesach is like this. Pesach is like that also. Right. But the whole paradigm of every Yeshua comes from Pesach, and that's why before Makas Bechayrus, which was the nace, which the the the, the makabipatish for the geula, which was that night, the night of Yitzchak's sign was makas b'chayres. The makab which was before that was chayshach, not just a regular chayshach, vayamesh chayshach. That vayamesh chayshach was the setup, not for makas b'chayres. That wasn't the ikker. It was for the revelation of Hashem's light on that night, which was also his galus of Vayamesh chayshach set that up. But because the Yavanim deserves Vayam Ashchash, but Hashem could have made Vayam Ashchash on the first Makkah. But no, he waited for the ninth Makkah, which was because he was setting up the Hezgalos of the Haganas, which would propel Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzvah. Just like it propelled Bnei Yisrael out of Galos Yavah. And so therefore, Rabin Biyad Me'atim. Why is it that just a handful of Chashmanayim can take down the entire army of Yavanim? That's not a nace for Boisai. That's not supernatural. That's natural. Because Chashmani represented Or. And even if there's a lot of Chayshech, even if it's a thick Chayshech, it's Teva that Or takes down Chayshech. The Chashmonaim took down the Yivani because it was Or versus Chayshech. We still have... We still... There's still Zecha, the, the Nase on the Rav Miyam Miyatim. Yes, it should be. 
Yeah. Are you asking that it shouldn't be? Asking a kasha. So what's the nace? What is the nace? Oh, so what's the nace? What's the nace? Very good. Right. No one walks into a room, a dark room, and sees a menorah and it's lit and going. Wait a second. Right. That's taking over three cubic squares and this hundred cubic squares in this room. Why is that bright, burning bright? That's the question, right? right? So here's the, here's this, this is the follow up to that question. That was the next point. We asked the kasha to begin with. What's the nace of the first night? What's the nace of the first night? So the Chassam Sefer says this. You know what the nace is of the first night? What does the Gemara say? Chanina ben Dosa? Lived on the Kruv? Huh? Which, which no, the other one. That, his, that he, he was poor, and Mamash had nothing. That was a good song with that. That the one who says that That's right. should, uh, that oil should burn, should oh, yeah. let vinegar burn. That's right. He who says oil. the oil should burn, let vinegar burn. Says the Chassam Sefer, but it's only a nace of vinegar burns? It's not a nace of oil burns? Oil burn is also a nace. It's just that we think it's not a nace because it's teva. But even the teva is a nace. Says the Chassam Soifer, Chassam Soifer, the Hizgabras of the Chashmonayim against the Yavana, that's not a nace, that's teva. Zaydim v'yad aizki tarasacha? But it, it, it's normal to, think about it, it's normal to you that the Zaydim should beat the Zaydim? Yes, because we're Gullah's Jews. Exactly we're right. used to the good guys losing that's right. for God. The whole Gullah's is a nace. It's against Teva. This is not normal. Says the Chassam Sefer, the victory of Torah is normal. That's normal. You have to know this for it. I've said this so many times, it never gets old. Never gets old. Chassam Sefer, this is like the Chassam Sefer Lishitasai. Chassam Sefer says, when B'nai Yisrael were in the Midbar, undoubtedly there were Jews who were born in the Midbar. They were born in the Midbar. That means that they were born into a world where food fell from heaven, and you traveled in clouds of glory. And you drank the wells of Miriam. These were children that, imagine the scene when they came into Eretz Yisrael and they, and they looked and they saw food growing from the ground. They said, Tati, what's going on over here? Food growing from the ground? They said, I know, it's a great miracle. It's a great miracle. We're only used to food falling from the heavens, but you can take a seed, plant it in the ground, and food comes from the ground. Isn't that crazy? That from the earth, from the soil, which is dead ground, I get it that rain falls from the sky, food should fall from the sky too, but the fact that food can actually come from the ground, says the Chassam Zayfer, doesn't matter. Nesra Teva is the same thing. What are you used to? That's your Teva. What's a little bit different? That's your Nase. Everything is a Nase. You want to know what the first night represents, says the Chassam Zayfer? It's the Nase of Teva itself. Open up your eyes to see that if vinegar lights or if oil lights, there's mamish no difference. In fact, we're going to see when Hashem re- removes the Tumah from the world that the nace of the natural world is much greater than all the Nisim in Mitzrayim. Rebbe say, how big of a nace is it? Dever. That's a Makkah? That was a big nace? That Hashem, He brought a plague and killed all the animals? We talk about it. We talk about it in the Negative Mitzrayim. Right? Arov, that he made wild animals come into Mitzrayim. Shechin, Barad. These are catastrophes, world catastrophes, which Hashem concentrated in Mitzrayim. And we make a big deal about it. Hashem changed the Teva. He brought Makos into Mitzrayim. Oh my gosh, and we talk about it from this angle and that angle. We talk about it like as if it's the greatest things which ever took place. So we're going to be so embarrassed that we even talked about this. You know why? Because our bodies, even just blinking of an eye, the koch of the eye, is greater than all the Makos combined. The natural world is so filled with Nisim, it's only because there's a thick cloud of Tumah that we can't see 
that everything around us is a nace. Is the greatest nace. The hu- There's nothing greater than the human body. The nace of the human body is the ultimate nace. And oilam kata. That we can walk, we can talk, we can see, we can hear, we can smell, we can taste. These things don't make sense. That a human being grows and his limbs grow along with him. That his eyes are exactly where they need to be. That they work in symmetry. And you can actually breathe oxygen and live. And then when things go into your body, it gives you life. And then it expels itself. And you could sleep and have koyach for the next day. This is... Who came up with this stuff? This is unbelievable. Who wrote the script for this? And we're talking about on Leil Yitzhak Yitzhak about Dever, Shechin, and Barad. You ever think about that? This is what we're talking about? The mouth which is saying this is greater nace than what's being spoken about. That I can communicate and you can listen to me? The whole Magid is a nace. The fact that I can talk to you can understand what I'm saying is a nace. And I process that and be intellectually stimulated and to have conversation and to have points and to argue and to agree. We're talking about Nisim of Mitzrayim? Does that, feel, does, that, does that feed the or? Is that, that, is that connected to the or? The, the perspective of the nace changes how one hones the age to the or? Is there a connection to that? Can you explain a little more? Meaning, it sounds to me that this recognition, there's got to be a connection why we use the idea of being grateful for the things that we're not grateful for is, is a critical idea. The question is, why is the Kosh use or to teach you that? Right? We can we could have had this experience on any night. The fact that the Sofer is saying, we're going to now designate the first night of Hanukkah to teach you the lesson that there's no such thing as Teva and Nis. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why the, the, the prop to get to this lesson is, is a candle? It could be anything. I mean, the idea that we should appreciate Nis and Teva and recognize the difference between Nis and Teva is frequency and predictability. And as soon as something becomes more frequent and predictable, I stop appreciating it. Mm-hmm. Kodesh Baruch could have done that for, for, for the Tzvir Omer. For the, he could have done it at any point in our history and said, we're, we're going to appreciate this nace. Dafkut's being used at Hanukkah. Right. Because there's got to be something about oil and or about the ore that is being Megala this Yisoid when anything in the world could be Megala this Yisoid. Perhaps, right. Here. So you're saying like this. Now, Niach, we said before, I understand why. We start off with the, with the connection between the Melchama and the Nase. What's the connection? So we said, since the Melchama is Rab Malbiatim, let's use that as the example, that's a Nitzachan of Or versus Choshech, so the Nase is a Taich on the Melchama because that's Or versus Choshech. That, so now we're saying, from this angle that we're working in Nase and Teva, why is it that Or demonstrates this unification of Nase and Teva? Yeah. Okay. So it goes like this. Teva and Nase correspond to, let's say, like Nishama and Guf. Like Nishama and Guf. Teva is like the Guf, let's say, and the Nishama is, is, is the, um, is Nase. Or is Nase. Now, there needs to be something which unifies Nase and Teva together. Meaning, what, what is it about, there has to be a Tzada Shava. If Nase isn't Nase, and Teva isn't Nase, Right? If there's no such thing in nase, as nase and teva, that means that there has to be something else. What's the cost of hashlishi hamachriya Meaning, if, the, if nase isn't really a nase and teva isn't really teva, then what are these things? Or. That's what it is. It's the or haganas. That's why the third pasuk in the Torah is vayomer lekim It's the cost of hashlishi hamachriya. And it comes to say, 
What is it then? What is it then? So the, ty- the answer to that question is as follows. It's not that or represents the unification of Nesim Teva. It's this or. The Hanun of the or Haganas is what unifies Nesim Teva together. Does that make sense? Isn't it or and sof or the same thing? Yeah, or Haganas is the or and sof, yeah. This is the, the potential behind everything. Oh, what makes right. everything run is this or Haganas. Everything which functions, functions because of this. And so therefore, the whole tachlis of nes and the whole tachlis of teva is to be oimen on this nakuda. That really everything which, which runs and governs this world is the Oragon. It's, it's the tzad shava of the nes and the teva. Hashem is giving us the source of everything in that one. That's right. Wow. And that, even that is rab biyad mi'atim. Meaning, rabim is two, nes and teva, biyad ma'atim, biyad one, which is the Oragon. You can say that or is... Is it, it's, it clears things up. It, it's light. So you have something dark, you don't see anything. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's light, it's clear, and, and you see it. So when you Simple. have these two conflicting situations, when it's dark, you don't know the answer, but when you see it in the, in the, in the light, you see clarity. it. Yeah, it clarity. Yeah. You mean that nays and tev are the same thing? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. it's, I, I, I think we're... It, it, it's it's a, it's interesting how that it's all connected. Which is, we use clarity and or, and clarity is not only or conceptually; it's also it's also literally. Meaning, it, it's like it's a, almost like a literal representation of what clarity is, which is everything's or itself. Like just right. just focus on the candle and recognize that everything in this world is That's just right. a manifestation of the same exact property. Called That's right. It's almost like that should be the symbol, which it probably is, which is why we have yeah, a tummy or whatever. Yeah, that's right. As and, long as and then at the same time, it hits to your point, which is that's the clarity. Right, exactly. As long as a person has not yet realized that everything is the Orient Self, he's not clear. Right. He's in Chayshach. And then once you do, then you can potentially get to being an Or, not an Ish. Maybe right. that's what Ish and Or is. Maybe Ish is just the unbridled passion and Or is the recognition that it really does. It's like it's the it's the ability to sort of concentrate that passion on on on, on the orient. So. so you could say it like this: What's the difference between moon and bitachon? So we explained already some aspect of it, but really what bitachon is is that is exactly this: bitachon was the mead of the of the chashmonaim, and the reason why they were able to just to like steamroll over the 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 of the yavanim is because they had a clarity in this nakuda that everything is the rebbeinu Everything is the Rabbanu Meaning, klape, klape the Rabbanu Shalom, everything is a chayshach tehizor. And if everything is, if everything is, is the Rabbanu Shalom, everything is an orient self, then nothing can stand in the way of the orient self because what can stand in the way of everything. So, if a person holds tight to Kaddish Baruch Hu like that, he's not afraid and he has bitachan and he knows bivada he'll win. Meaning like this. The only way that, they, that there could be a suffix perhaps that you may lose is if you see your opponent as an adversary. But if you're the only one playing the game, you can't lose. You can't lose. It's not a melchama, because it's only you. It's like in, in, in a video game, if, if there's two players, so then one will win, one will lose. But if you're, on, if you're a single player, then you can't lose. But just to explain what you said, you, are you saying you can't lose because all you have to do is hold on and you win? Is that what, that what you mean? Meaning... 
we, our perception of the Rebbe creates our Metzius. If, if there's any period, if we're not clear on Hashem's achdas, and there's an acher other than his echad, then there's a potential of losing because I've created a malchama between the tzaddik dusha and the other tzad. But that's not kape the emes, that's not the truth because that's, that's, it's, a, it's a faulty perception of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. If I believe that Hashem is Echad, and when I say Shema Yisrael Shem Hashem Echad, and that Dalit, I, I, I enunciate that Dalit, and it's like there's only Him. There's Mamash only Him. And Baruch Shem which I say silently, is the voice within the Sitrach, which says, yeah, you're right, it's only Him. So then, if there's only Him, then there's no Melchama. You can't possibly lose. So if you go out to war with that banner, and you're like Hashem Echad, then you can't lose. You can't lose. And that's why Chazal say that the Moshuch Mochavu got to where he would sit to me and say, Shema Yisrael, Atem Kibimayim Mochama. Chazal say he would say to them, Shema Yisrael. This wasn't just like, this wasn't just their mantra. This wasn't just like their, you know, their, their, their theme, their war theme. This was the success. This is, the, this is what he was teaching them how they would for sure win this war. That if you just hold on to Shema Yisrael, you can't possibly lose. Because who are you going up against? It's Hashem against Hashem. It's only Him. Is that like a figurative type of thing? Is that literal? Like we've seen in Torah that there were Sadiqim and Aravos that were afraid of people or situations like Moshe by Og and Yaakov by Esau. So how do they, how do we put this through the prism of, of Echad? If everything is Echad, why would they, why was there any fear? So it's a very good question, and to answer that, you have it's important to know the the seder, the seder hashanim, the seder hazmanim, the different kufas throughout the world. Meaning like this: that the word tzaddikim, the word tzaddikim, who lived in the world of but they lived in that world in a very private world, and they weren't able to expose it to the rabbin. So although Moshe bin himself lived in that world. He wasn't afraid in, in the Melchama of Moshe versus Og. He was, he was afraid of, since Moshe is Moshe, but Klaisel is Klaisel, and Moshe's Madriga doesn't reflect Klaisel's Madriga, so it could be that even though Moshe Rabbeinu was a man of Hashem, like, you know, Hashem Echad, it won't translate and spill over to B'nai Yisrael that that formula of Moshe will, will help B'nai Yisrael win as well. And one of, the thing, one of the successes which is taking place as history goes on is that there's a hispashtus of this or from the Yechidim to the Rabbin. And one of the big cracks in the world which allowed this revelation of Hashem Echad to, to be able to flow over and go to the Rabbin was through Hanukkah. That's what we say, Rabbin Biyad Ma'atim. That, that now the Rabbin were in the hands of the Ma'atim and the Ma'atim were able to be onto the Rabbin much more. That's why it wasn't given Rishos to later generations like to the Vashantavs of the world, the Chulei, to be able to go out and to teach this Yisod, this in Mass, so that every people, everyone should be versed in this, into the knowledge that the tzaddikim themselves were, that they understood. Like we're, we're at a stage in a world right now of, of, of ufaratsta, v'yafutsu. And, and it, that, that rishos was given primarily in the times of the Yavanim. Since they were portzichomas migdalai, since they broke into the walls of the Kedusha, they created openings to allow now the Kedusha to be an espashin into the, into the rishos Sarabim, which is why the whole idea of Ner Hanukkah is to take this Ner, which represents Hashem's Zachlis, and Dafka to light it in the Chayshach, in the Rishos Arabim, so that it could be given over to the masses. Again, 
Hashem uses the Sitra Akhra as part of his design to the direction where the world is going. Sometimes the, the Kedusha has to play by the rules, but as soon as, the, as they break the rules, so then they broke the rules, so now there's new rules. So th- to basically to sum up the answer to the question, there's the world of the Yechidim and there's the world of the Rabbim. So although Tzadikim were able to live in their private world in that space called Shema Yisrael Consciousness, but that it should go over to the Rabbim to affect the Rabbim, yet alone to teach the Rabbim, that's something which has been one of the great Toelises and advances throughout Jewish history as time goes on and on to the point that we'll finally come to the finish line and then Hashem's Achdus will be everywhere. But that's a process in motion. That's called Mosef Aholich. That's why the Ner Hanukkah is Mosef Aholich. Not just Mosef Aholich in Halacha, but the Tevel of the snare of Hashem's Achdus is to be Mosef Aholich ve'adorva Follow-up question? The, it's, it's like completely separate but still follow up it seems like the Sajafra is creating it's creating this scene for the or how do we get one step in front of that like it, it, it can't be that the Sajafra is is leading the dance like it's possible for us to get in front of that yeah that could be yeah, I think I think Sajafra is, is creating it for us to, us to get in front of it right that's the whole story I think you spoke. Did you speak about this about, about the um, about Esau's Malach going up because he fought, he finally got. Mm-hmm. That's the Rebbe. What? Rebbe spoke about that. Spoke about Muzzle. No, this year. This year. It sounds like the whole. It sounds like the only way is with this Jerachah. Meaning, the Jerachah is leading the way, but you don't have to be hurt by them. Right. He, he's he's creating. You don't have to have any casualties. Yeah. And they create the context for this, for, for the revelation to take place. Like by, by Purim, so B'nai Sol were heading to a certain direction. That was the Gula after 70 years. But what propelled the Gula, nobody knew the Kates. Even Achashverosh thought about Bashat, nobody knew the Kates. Why? Because the Kates was going to be when something was revealed. Mordechai Nessa had to reveal a certain light of Gula. Like, what created the revelation of that light? That Tsar of Haman created the backdrop for the revelation of that light. So could, have been, could it have been without that? Possibly had they been married themselves in a very big tshuva. But it's hard to know. But Al-Kopanim, everything was just an illusion so that B'nai Yisrael would come to the Madrega now that on this Madrega that light was revealed and with that light it let them out of the Galus of Madai. But it sounds like the ore really can't get out without Choshech. So when, when you think about Choshech in our life, it's, it's really the world of Acher. Like, like, what is Choshech? Right? It's, what, is, what, like, what is it? So if you look at Greek culture, what, what is it that makes Greek culture Choshech? Greek culture invented Acher. In fact, in Greek culture, they got rid of Echad. Like, they invented a world of no Echad. That was their Yusai. That was Socrates and Aristotle. That there's no such thing as any God. It wasn't like they were like trying to play to Hashem to get him out of the way, and they were playing the games that Egypt played. Or even what there was going on with like Achashverosh and counting. They were like, no, no, the whole thing is mumbo jumbo. Like, mm-hmm. they brought to the world the concept that it's just, there's nothing in the world but the human being. So there, it almost feels like the choshech that we're up against is the world where the tzaddikim lose. It's a world where there's only acher. So the only, so that's choshech, is that there's acher. So, now, when mm-hmm. you're up against acher, 
the or is echad, but you're you're fighting acher with echad. Can I explain what you're saying? I think this is a good touch. I think it's a good touch. Until Yavan, people believed in the supernatural. Yeah. And as, if, as long as you believe in the supernatural, which defies logic, so then you can have one God possibly. Because the, the, the idea that Hashem is one defies all logic. Because there's so much reboot in this world, it's, it's counterintuitive to think that an Echad, that there can be an Echad like that. But if you, if you believe in the supernatural, then it's okay. Yavan, the whole, the whole philosophy of Yavan was very intellectual, it was very cold. It was very much like by the books. It had to make sense, it had to be logical, rational. irrational. Because Hashem's Achtas is not rational, by definition, that's why the Greeks had many gods. They had many, they, they, everything, had a, everything was a different god. Because according to logic, it can't be Echad in the sense that like, we believe Echad. The Jewish Echad, not, not that you know, one versus two. One is the only one, Echad, Yochid, and So the whole philosophy of Yavon was contradictory to our belief in Echad because it was trying to take Hashem's Achdus and to, and, to, and to make it miniature and to size it up into this, this the Tzimtzum of the Seichel. That's something which defies the Seichel. That's why it goes inherently, the Echad goes inherently against the Acher. So they tried to use the Seichel, which is a tool to explain Hashem's Achdas, right? This, this tool called the Seichel is not supposed to understand Hashem's Achdas. This is a tool which has been given to us to understand finite rules, the rules of this world. So it goes like this. We have a Lev and we have a Seichel, the Nisham and the Lev. The lave is the place in the human being which, which is able to understand Hashem's achdas. The mayach is not able to. The mayach's advantage is that it's very, it's very, it's very in tune to, to the to the concrete world, to the world of gvul. But the lave is the keli to understand the ein gvul, the ein sof, the bli gvul. The confusion of of Yavon was that they tried to use the seichel to understand even the thoughts of the heart. And they, tried, they completely disconnected the, the Seichel from the heart, and they said, there's no such thing as Ein Sof. The only thing which really exists is what you see with your eyes, and if the Seichel can't understand it, it doesn't exist. So they stripped the heart, they stripped the Nisham out of the Torah. And that's why they said, come, come into your temple, but just as long as there's no Kedusha there, that's fine. They didn't try to destroy the Beis they didn't try to destroy the Gufim of Bnei Yisrael, they tried to rip away the Nisham and the Kedusha out of it, which represents the Lev. That was the Melchama. But because they did that and they took away the Neshama and they took away the Or, Hashem says, okay, I'll let you take it away. But just know when I bring it back, bring it back a better version. Better than it was before. So that's why when Hashem brought back the Or into the base of Mikdash, Ben Esau went in they're like, wait, this is not the same. This is not the same Or that we had before. This is a Chinuch. This is a new inauguration of the base of Mikdash because that's how Hashem works. Okay, take it away. I'm masking. I'm taking this away. If that's you want, I'm taking it away. Hashem took it away. He was masking. And he didn't bring back the same one because he said, I'm taking it away. I can't bring back the old one. I'm bring back a new one. That's what they felt when they went back into the base of Mikdash with the Pach Shem and the whole Nes. Hashem was saying to them, it had to be a Chinuch. It was inherently a Chinuch. They were tapping into the fact that this was a new light which is now permeating the base of Mikdash. This was the light not just of the Neshama versus the Guf. This was a greater light because of course it was the Oregonas that they were being through tasting. But this is a light which is not just a light which stands next to and by the guf, this is a, this is a type of an or which permeates the guf also. Which allows us to be makadish the chol, which is what Hanukkah is all about, be makadish the guf, be makadish the chol. That's called the defeat of Yavan. 
the the the, the or which was which was present in the times of the Ivanim, which they made a macham against, it deserved to be made a macham against because they, they what what. what it, it was an ore which was like kind of standing by the guf. It wasn't an ore which had the punsi that was able to be makadish the guf yet. In order to be to be masik al you had to you had to go against the guf. You had to be machnia the guf and to make yisurin on the guf. And then you halavai should be zeichet to the neshama which is the ore. Hashem said, using Yavan, I'm done with that ore. I don't want that mahalach anymore. Bring in the new light. Bring in the ore of Hagan as the ore of Mashiach, where where it's not going to be any more like the bashanat of another side. No more sigufim, no more tainuses. That was only good in those times where the or and the gulf, where they made milchama with each other. Hashem says, I don't want that anymore. I want an or. Like Hashem did it against the Yavanim. I want an or which will ride over the Chayshech. Because if the gulf is Chayshech and the Neshama is or, then you don't have to make war the Neshama against the gulf. You, you don't have to strangle the gulf and be machniya the gulf and go through Yisurin. You just have to tap into the or of Torah properly. And when a person connects to Torah, then, he, then, then he's Mekadosh the gulf. doesn't have to be machniya the gulf. I'm, I hope this is making sense. I'm, ta- I'm saying it's a lot all at once. I hope that we shall have the Seattle Shemite that should come together. I almost feel like the first version is really Eshemayim. Yeah, the first version, this is what happens. Every time a new or is in the Scala, the one which was before that becomes Eshemayim. Understand? Because that's called Chitonius. The fight of Gufin and Shama, the original fight, feels like an Eshemayim. That's exactly what it was. It was Eshemayim. Yeah. And then Hashem was Megala and knew Or, and then it became more in Chosha. Because he was up against Chosha, he wasn't up against Mayim. Right. It's interesting, though. It's the, the idea of Mason Teva, too, where, where as something becomes more, you know, uh, accustomed to, you basically that becomes your, your Teva. And then the new thing becomes, becomes an Ace. Right, exactly. Yeah, we're going to call it here Shkarech. Also, as. as History goes forth. It seems like people are becoming. I don't say more refined, but you're on Friday. But the the um, the atmosphere that people are living in is becoming more refined. Mm-hmm. Like we look back a hundred years ago, and we're like, 